everyone, and welcome to Listeners Beware, a podcast about all things Goosebumps. My name is Gary. And I'm Ashley. And today we're talking about book number eight. The Girl Who Cried Monster. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. There's <laughs> monsters afoot. And this was released in May of 1993. Uh, once again, we have author R.L. Stein with cover artist Tim Jacobus, which, you know, one day, one day we'll get them. <laughs> <laughs> That's the goal. Always the goal. I mean, the book is awesome. I'll just, you know, jump right in. We have this cover photo of a guy who's about to eat a fly. He's holding some kind of aquarium terrarium thing. And, you know, she's in the background peeking around. And I'm like, did anyone ever teach her? It's really rude to eavesdrop on people. Right. Especially when they're doing weird stuff. Speaking of weird stuff, you want to give us the synopsis of this book, Gary? I would love to. Uh, Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right you giggly boy a little bit she's telling the truth but no one believes her lucy likes to tell monster stories she's told so many that her friends and family are sick of it then one day lucy discovers a real live monster the librarian in charge of the summer reading program too bad lucy's told so many monster tall tales too bad no one believes a word she says too bad the monster knows who she is and is coming after her next. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Which, you know, I may jump around in this, by the way. Fair. But, you know, even in the synopsis, it's like, who knows? He's coming after her next. And it's like, considering what the guy eats, he probably would have left her alone. Yeah. She should have just like left him to. It's not like he's out eating kids, right? Right. Like, he's actually, Mr. Mortman is actually like, A decent librarian. Yeah. All things considered. I mean, he's talking about the books with the kids. He gives her a book that he thinks she'll be interested in Mm -hmm. because he can tell she obviously doesn't like any of the other classics. So he gives her Frankenstein. He knows she's into monsters. Like, come on. He's he's, He's a decent librarian. He just has a little bit of a weird food fetish. But no. She's got to be a dick about it. That's yep. the first foul of the, the episode. <laughs> <laughs> so she lives in Timberland Falls. You know what I love is that you get a gauge of her personality right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. He wasn't very creative with her name. Lucy Dark. Lucy Dark. Like, really? That's that's what we were going? Okay, sure. She's 12 years old, lives in Timberland Falls. And I love how she's already making comments. I don't know why it's called that. We don't live near anywhere with timber. There's, you know, there's no land of timber. Why do they call it that? Sure. Yeah. It's a good, uh, a good play on words for uh, falling trees too, I feel like, which is kind of fun. Yeah, I caught that. But I have a question for you. Okay. If a tree falls in the woods and nobody's there to hear it, did it make a sound? Mm. We should ask Lucy. We should ask Lucy. <laughs> she She's a know-it-all. She lives in the land of falling trees. <laughs> Speaking of Lucy, she's got, for the first time ever in the entire eight books we've read, <laughs> <laughs> she's got a younger brother, Randy, who's actually not annoying. Right. In terms of obnoxious and annoying, Lucy takes the cake. Mm-hmm. Now, she's not as bad as our twins from the last episode, but she is still pretty annoying i'm gonna go ahead and have to disagree on that one okay lucy for me was not a very palatable character (laughs) haha see what i did there mr (laughs) morton yeah Yeah. okay (laughs) oh where'd we go um (laughs) lucy i i just couldn't stand her character i was hoping she'd get caught and eaten and all those things and i know he wasn't gonna go there but i was hoping yeah and she was obnoxious to me, like her whining, crying, complaining. Not once in the entire book did she say to herself, internal dialogue or otherwise, that, hmm, I can see why they don't believe me. I mm. really have done, gone overboard with the monster stories. Yeah. It's always blaming somebody else. She blames her parents. She blames her friends. She blames Randy. It's like, 
everyone else's fault that nobody believes her. That's a good point. I didn't read pick up on that. Yeah, she was annoying as hell. <laughs> Seriously, like she loses her mind because mm-hmm. her friend had to get braces. <laughs> And can't go to the library to hunt a monster with her. She, like, seriously, in the book, she screams and, like, kicks the sidewalk or something. And it's like, really? Really? <laughs> yeah. And she says something like, I hate him, or I don't even remember. I'm like, wow. You're the one that told lies, little girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's why nobody believes you. Right. For sure. Just How did you feel about the uh, description of Mr. Mormon when he finally, you know, the big reveal, he does turn into a monster? How did you feel about his description of being this big bug headed eye bulging monster thing? Uh, I thought it was pretty decent. Uh, it seemed like it was playing on a bunch of different creature ty- types, I guess you could say. And uh, it, it's kind of fun looking at like the tops trading, the tops trading cards that were released for this. Uh, versus what we saw in the TV episode versus uh, sort of what I envisioned and nothing ever quite matched up, but. (laughs) Nothing ever quite matched up. I wasn't quite sure how to envision it, to be honest. Yeah. Like, maybe I'm just not a super visual person, but I I would think I am. But when they described it, I'm like, okay, his head floats out from his sweater and then his eyes bulge out but his head's kind of floating back and forth and i'm like is it still attached did his neck elongate and he's got a wobbly neck like what there was a part missing there where i was having a little hard time kind of putting piecing that part together because they kept emphasizing like the floating yeah head. yeah I, I i guess i sort of saw that as an extended 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 neck and when, you know, we watched, when I watched the TV episode, that's what they show, that long neck kind of extended out and is floating. And honestly, with the TV episode, that's kind of mostly what I pictured. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. Although it was a little weird because when it, the eyeballs opened, it almost looked like a mouth opening and not eyes, but the big bug eyes that just kind of pop out and his head's kind of swiveling left and right. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they described all that and he had like sets of teeth that were, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of what I would compare my mental vision to. And I'm having sort of a hard time with that, (laughs) which you can't help me with that. So a Kardashian. No, I'm just kidding. You know, actually. (laughs) Oh, it works. Yeah. Cool. (laughs) I mean, they're talking about claws and rows of teeth. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, for sure. (laughs) I'm going to get us canceled. (laughs) Yeah, and he's got his little pet turtles and then a jar of flies. And honestly, I forgot about the flies because I have read this before. And so I was like, oh, doesn't he eat the turtles? But then when he grabbed the jar of flies and ate the flies, which is a whole other subject, um, I was like, oh, maybe I missed that. But then it did not disappoint. (laughs) He unless, does eat the fly or the turtles. Unless you're a turtle lover like me, then it just devastates. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, how dare you eat Raphael? Right. Come on. Exactly. My favorite one, too. Uh, I mean, I don't care if he pops flies like candy, but the turtles? And it was so descriptive, too. Pops flies like candy. He really, it really was. Yeah. He really went in on the description of him eating like the crunching of the turtle. Mm-hmm. I'm like, whoa. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, we're back to dog strangling territory here. (laughs) This is true. He he knows when to get graphic, like just enough. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I found it interesting that he was able to catch the flies. He's got a jar of flies, and she's like, he just put his hand in and brings it out, and there's a bunch of flies, and it's like, but what? Is he sticky? Are they like sticking to him like flypaper? Because they do mention he's sweaty a lot, like he's right. damp. So he's some kind of like swamp creature, right? Mm-hmm. I would think so. Yeah, that's got to suck reading a book though. Like your fingers keep sticking to the pages, <laughs> right? You're the librarian around things that your hands should not be sticky. But I don't know how else he caught the flies, right? Because the way they describe it in the book is he's just got a ton and he's like grabbing them by the mouthful and eating them. And I'm like. 
You can't really capture flies like that, but maybe Mr. Mortman can. He has skills that I'll never understand. Maybe he's like a frog. Yeah. I don't know. Well, then why not just go descriptive with the tongue that, you know. I like you did it. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Uh, He... He does have a variety of things he likes to eat, though, because usually, like, frogs like flies. Mm. I don't know who eats turtles, but apparently Mr. Mortman does. Monsters. He's like, yeah, monsters. Monsters (laughs) eat turtles. Oh, my gosh. Here's the thing, though. I like Mr. Mortman. Yeah. (laughs) And... We'll visit this when we talk about the end, but it's like, I like him. He's not hurting anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's eating flies and turtles. And granted, if you know you're a Ninja Turtle fan, that may not, that may be where your boundary is. And it's like, kill him. But really, he's not eating kids. He mm-hmm. actually seems to care about the library. He's very particular about the library and the kids and knowing what books they like to read. And, he really is just doing his own thing. Yeah. Oh, and he likes to eat fish too because he grabs one out of his fish tank later. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. He's just all about it. Just eating all the things that most of us don't. <laughs> but I mean, come on. People eat escargot. True. People eat fish. Mm-hmm. And so it's like he's just venturing off a little with the flies, but who really cares about flies? Who gives a flying fuck about flies? Wow. You might want to edit that out. <laughs> what, you think You think fly pita is going to come after us for that one? <laughs> no, but the potty word. Uh, no. Swearwolf. <laughs> I'm a swearwolf. Apparently, they need to take me out too. So... <laughs> I just, I didn't mind him. I thought he seemed kind. Yeah. Right? He seemed to have a genuine interest in the kids and helping people at the library. He freaked out when she turned over all the library catalog. Like, he really actually cared about the library. Yeah. And they weren't talking about, like, missing kids or disappearing kids. Maybe missing turtles. (laughs) Yeah. I, You know, it's... That's that's such a good point. And uh, the thing is, he's nicer than the majority of the librarians that I knew growing up. So <laughs> I knew some nice ones, but maybe they ate turtles too. I don't it's know. Possible. Yeah. They were all part of the same species. <gasps> maybe librarians are actually their own species. You know, I'd actually buy that. Hmm, me too. <laughs> I think that level of organization. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if you're a librarian listening to this, uh, write in. We have some questions for you. <laughs> Give us a call. No, don't call me. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I liked him. I thought she was super obnoxious. I was low-key hoping he was going to eat her. <laughs> they did, actually. I would take kudos to RL for this. He was very descriptive in some areas that were pretty powerful in terms of like really building the tension. Mm-hmm. And... For example, like when she falls off of the whatever that is, like a little plow wheelbarrow thing that she's standing on outside of his house and she hits like her rib cage, the way they describe that, I was like, I felt it. Mm -hmm. I felt her pain. And I was like, whoa, that's decent. It's not like, oh, gosh, she fell and hit herself and she's in pain. Oh, no. They really took a moment to re- go into that detail of the pain she felt and the level of pain she was feeling and how that was impacting her ability to walk. She couldn't run mm-hmm. because she was in so much pain and it was like, ooh, good job. Yeah, I believe the exact phrasing was like the pain split into my side or something like that. I was like, ooh, owie. Ooh, owie, Because <laughs> it even said she tried to get up and run, but then like the pain, like sh- the sharp pain overtook her. And it's like, ooh, this is getting on the level of horror. Mm-hmm. You have this monster that's about to get you. You've hurt yourself. You're in a lot of pain and you can't run. Yep. That's, that's decent. That's good. Yeah. That's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley tested, Ashley approved. Only on that. Only on that. <laughs> I still don't like Lucy Dark. Right. Were you expecting 
the camera part to play out the way it did. Not within the library, but with the developing of the film. Oh, uh, I mean, in the library, yeah. But in, in the developing of the film, no, not really. Yeah, the thing I found interesting when she took the film to get developed was that he didn't show on the photo. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, is he a swamp vampire? Because I haven't heard of monsters other than a vampire traditionally that don't show up on like film on photos or in ghosts, I guess. No, wait, some ghosts do ghost photos. True. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. The same thought crossed my mind. Is he a swampire? <laughs> From this point forward, Mr. Morton <laughs> Mortman is going to be referred to as the swampire. <laughs> He's a swampire. I love it. Which would explain how he can eat people too. Mm-hmm. But he chooses not to. He's sticking to small things. He chooses. He does. Mm -hmm. And honestly, do you think he was going to eat her when he was chasing her through the library? No, I don't think so. I think for sure he was going to kill her. Well, sure. But I don't think he would have eaten her, but I'm not sure. I mean, he seems to like finger foods as opposed to uh, human-sized foods. I guess if he rips her apart, she could be, she do could become a finger food. She does have lady <laughs> fingers after all. Well played. Oh man, I'll be here all day. You're good. Thank you. I try. <laughs> <laughs> what I love is that she just doesn't give up. And mm-hmm. I think that speaks to her age or at least RL's right. um, belief about how kids behave at that age because she's going like day by day by day. And it's like if you've gone twice and caught him or at least tried to bust him and he knows you've gone twice, two days in a row, he knows you're coming. Like You got to space it out. You got to be a better stalker than that. Like he's like, okay, they're back. Yeah, you're right. It's almost like he wanted to be caught. Mm-hmm. It's almost like he wanted to kill her, which honestly, I don't blame him. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I'd be looking forward to that one too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll teach you to bitch about Black Beauty or whatever book it is. <laughs> but you're thinking of the TV episode. I, know. I think it was Anne of Green Gables. Oh, yeah, that's right. We all know Anne of Avonlea's better. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> so. We're like totally dating ourselves right now. <laughs> How come he didn't recommend any other ones like Goosebumps? Oh, that would be so good. She likes monsters and how meta would that be? Like, here, Lucy, here's Goosebumps. I think you might enjoy this. <laughs> that would have been funny of RL to do. Mm-hmm. Or if she's complaining, oh, I don't like these classics. I want to read Goosebumps. <laughs> That would have been funny. I would love that. I think a 12-year-old would have appreciated that too. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> I know I would have as a 12-year-old. <laughs> what I love is by the time he realizes and knows it's her, she's like, I don't want to go to the library, and the parents force her to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Mr. Mortman's just chilling like, yeah, I've been waiting for you. You're not leaving. Right. We're doing this. Her, her parents are literally like, Spoon feeding her over to him. (laughs) (laughs) Here you go, serving her up on a silver platter. Have Mm -hmm. at it, Mr. Mortman. For sure. Yeah, it's like the old Scooby-Doo set a trap who uh, gets the monster to chase him. (laughs) She's awful. She is. Like, she just, I don't know. She hides behind the card catalog to get a picture of him. And any person that's ever used a camera knows that the shutter is going to click. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I love photography. And it's like, if you loved <laughs> photography so much, you would know that your camera is going to make a sound. Mm-hmm. And I saw that one coming. I'm like, she's really, really? Every camera, yep, unless it's a phone camera nowadays, is going to make a shutter click. So mm-hmm. That would actually work better with a phone camera because you could be like, oh, shit, I thought I had put it on silent. And then there it sounds. And I think she tried to hope it was going to be like super slight, but then the flash went off, right? Wasn't it the flash that got him? And I was laughing so hard at that. I'm like, you doofus. (laughs) (laughs) That would honestly, 
I feel her pain because yeah. I think we've all done that, even like on our phones, where it's like, don't take photos, and you go to sneak a photo, <laughs> and the flash goes off, and it's like, fuck. Busted. Sorry, museum people. <laughs> I'm sorry. No flash or talk. Yep, I saw that. I thought it was off. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know what's funny is when I'm working, I will have my phone with me and I carry it kind of against my chest sometimes if I'm carrying a bunch of items. And it's hilarious because sometimes the, my phone, the screen is against me. It accidentally activates the um, the flashlight. Mm-hmm. And so I'm walking around not realizing my flashlight is on and facing forward. And I've actually had one of our clients, as I walk up, go, are you videoing me? <laughs> <laughs> and I look down and I'm like, no, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. That's uh, that's my flashlight. And they're like, oh, that happens to me all the time. See, so I guess I'm more like a Lucy than I realize. No, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> I'm not like her at all. She's annoying and no, explosive. You're not. you're not. You know what I found most disturbing about this entire book it was Lucy's uncanny ability to manipulate people so easily mm-hmm. because it describes her thought process when she's like, I'm going to tilt my head down and open my eyes wide and tear up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So they think that it's real. So they believe my, I'm really scared of my emotions. And the fact that he described her thought process and how she was going to emotionally manipulate people. Yeah. I was like, damn, and you're only 12? Ooh. Lucy, use a dick. <laughs> Take a shot. Take a shot. Like, whoa, she really was manipulative. I think there were at least at least three scenes mm-hmm. where they describe her very intentionally talking about how she was going to use her eyes and her throat shaking and looking down and all of these different techniques to manipulate people into believing her. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I don't like you. <laughs> Lucy Dark, more like Lucy Dick. <laughs> Take a shot. Everybody, shot, 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 shot. shot, shot, shot. <laughs> that was well played. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> so we get to the fact that, you know, final, final arc, final act, her friend was actually, surprise, surprise, an amazing friend and went into the library after all and hid there when Mr. Mortman was going to lock her up and kill her, dispose of her, because we don't know quite know what he was going to do with her. But we don't quite know what he was going to do with her. Holy moly, I, I can't talk today. My words are all over the place. Risker <laughs> wonkity. So he hides and... Because he's willing to take a chance and partially believe her and sees Mr. Mortman attack her and, you know, ends up telling her, I believe her. And I love how she's like, come home with me right now and tell my parents they'll believe you. (laughs) (laughs) And they did. They did. And they invite him to dinner. (laughs) Did you see that ending coming? Having never read this book before. No. This was your first time? This was my first time. Aww. You never forget. You never forget you your never first forget time. Your first time. Finding out monsters <laughs> are real. Um, and what do you, what, oh my gosh. So twist ending, we find out. That Lucy and her family are also monsters and they're like monster hunting monsters. <laughs> they can't let other monsters live in the same town because they're super territorial. Mm-hmm. And so poor Mr. Mortman. The the nice person in the book gets the deaded. <laughs> gets the, they get unalived. They get unalived. He gets eaten. Mm-hmm. Eaten alive. <laughs> I was kind of surprised by this. I mean, not, not just the twist, but just kind of how hard RL went into this. There's never been up until this point in all eight books. <laughs> <laughs> There actually hasn't been a death like that. No. Other than the ones that were already unalive in Welcome to Dead House. Yep. 
everything else has been even the bad guy that was trying to kill them in the curse of the mummy's tomb he ran away he got away hmm. this is point. the first time i believe where there was actually a full on unalive and by uh, what would be considered protagonists right right unless Who, we by the way aren't protagonists <laughs> right that's true oh it's such a fun switcheroo this is the kind of stuff that like M. Night Shyamalan, like, how do I would dream of. Would dream of. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Like she was already awful. And then when you find out that they're actually a family of monsters, I'm like, Oh, that <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> and then you think back through all the, all the, all of it. And it's like, Oh, he played both sides of this so well. <laughs> he really did. I think the only character that I liked Outside of Mr. Mortman, Mr. Mortman, I can't say that very well. It's not it was actually Randy. I felt badly for him. Mm -hmm. And because he kept believing her and wanting to help her. And even at the end, it's just like, I know they're all monsters, but I'm like, Randy, you're cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that the first time? Well, besides Lefty, who you liked because he was left-handed. Is that the first time that we've had a cool sibling? It might be. It might be, yeah. Because it's the first time we had a sibling that wasn't obnoxious. Mm -hmm. I mean, not that we've had many because Curse of the Mummy's Tomb was, there was no sibling. He had his cousin. Yeah. Monster Blood was him and just the girl who was his friend. Right. There weren't any siblings in those two, I believe. And I don't know if there were any other ones. Um, I feel like the We're older, eight in. yeah, I know. I feel like the older brother in, uh, the Ryan Gosling one. Um, oh, uh, say cheese and oh, die. He might yeah, have been say okay. Cheese and die. But yeah, I don't. He kind of was looked. He kind of looked out for him, and mm. he was in his presence. He was okay. Yeah, he wasn't obnoxious. Let's right. put it that way. Which is what we look for in a sibling. <laughs> At this point, we're just looking for the ones we don't want to kick. Right. <laughs> but in this case, I really wanted to kick our protagonist. Mm. Once again, we have a female protagonist, but this one I did not like. No. I felt she's pretty obnoxious. I almost felt like she was written too juvenile. So for being 12, her level of tantrums and explosiveness and her propensity for tall tells mm -hmm. felt more uh, youthful. True. Although her level of manipulation, well. She was a full-grown adult in that regard. Yeah, she was a master in that. <laughs> <laughs> so she, she had a combination going, which makes you wonder, where did she learn that from? I don't know. It's her monster superpower. Apparently. <laughs> and given that they grew teeth and changed their monster form into their monster forms, we really don't know what kind of monsters they are. Mm -hmm. yeah, they seemed almost vampiric in nature, but like they definitely had what four sets of teeth more snake like, I believe. So almost felt they were more werewolf like. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I don't know. Like mm -hmm. they're probably just their own little creation. Yeah. RL likes to do <laughs> variations on the norm. So we know with shadow zombies and plant Frankensteins and. <laughs> Shadow zombies. <laughs> and now swampires. <laughs> Plantinsteins, yeah. swampires. We got them all. We do. And we're only eight. I love how the mom's excuse for like not believing her is like, well, we haven't had another monster here in 20 years, so we just didn't believe you. It's like, <laughs> you exist. <laughs> mm -hmm. Literally, you exist. That should be enough. Right. And 20 years ago, presumably she was a kid. So maybe her parents didn't believe her. And it was just coming back around. Maybe that's Lucy's more like her mom than, you know, we realize. We need an origin story. I want to know for the darks, what kind of monster are they? And I want to, and like, how did they meet? If monsters are rare, how did you find a male and female monster of the same species oh, yeah. to propagate? Mm. Maybe there's more of them. Could be. Could be. Yeah, maybe they met at a uh, monster mixer. <laughs> a monster mash. Ooh. 
It was a graveyard smash. <laughs> oh my gosh. And do they eat people? Oh, I don't know. They ain't Mortman, but he's a swampire. So is this just like a Jets versus the Sharks? And we have like these werewolfy things versus the swampire. And really, they're all nice to people. But, you know, when it comes to territory, well, they got to eat each other. Yeah. Could be. Um, and I- is that moral relativism? Like, should we care that they're killing the swampire? That wasn't nice. It wasn't. I suppose he was going to kill their daughter, but still. (laughs) Justifiably, though. She started it. She was going to out him. What was he to do? Right, right. I like the idea that he was able to tell that she was a monster. And so he was hunting her down first. What? Eh, But he he didn't know they were monsters. Just fan fiction. Oh, (laughs) it's just fan fiction. Otherwise, he would have never gone to dinner. True. Yeah. If he had known they were monsters, he'd be like, uh-oh, they're going to snap me like a turtle. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I just heard what Isn't you said. Isn't there a description, or is it in my head, <laughs> about the eye popping? No. Is that fan fiction? I think we're both just writing hot fanfic over here. <laughs> we're making it better to deal with it. <laughs> so how do you feel about the TV episode? You know... As the episodes go, I thought this one was okay. I mean, definitely shortened, but I feel like they hit most of the scenes in the book. Um, and uh, it's fine. The kids weren't terrible, or at least she wasn't in terms of acting. At least she wasn't. I think her friend was dubbed. Like, I... I don't know if it bothered you as much as it did me, but like the first time he came up and said something, I don't think he even moved his lips. Like, and then it sounded like a, I don't know, a younger person dubbing him. Mm. Huh. I don't think I was paying attention as well then. Cause <laughs> I didn't catch that. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't mind the episode. Mm. I think given my intense dislike for Lucy, I would probably lean towards the TV episode versus the book. The book was very descriptive. There were some amazing moments of tension, but the level of annoyance I got from just reading her, mm-hmm. and she's the protagonist, so we get mostly her, I was not not as into the book. Um, yes, the details were great. I loved the scene when they went to his house and were that whole kind of – yeah set of a series of events there. I actually enjoyed that. But in terms of the book as a whole, I just wasn't really feeling the character of Lucy. So pairing it up with the TV episode, the TV episode to me was a little bit more palatable. I actually didn't mind it. They humanized that little monster. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I would have loved to see them put the, them going to his house in there. I was just going to say that because that was definitely missing from the episode. And um, yeah, that was, that was arguably the best part of the book besides the twist at the end. So um, it was unfortunate that they spent so much time in the library and not, you know, peeping in windows. There's got to be a better (laughs) way to say that. Crawling through (laughs) cornfields, peeping in windows. Yeah. I I, I do think that, I would prefer the TV episode over that. Had they added the crawling through the cornfields and peeping in windows, it would have been better. But they did tone down her kind of obnoxious qualities in the TV episode, which I I liked. Right. She wasn't as annoying or aggravating. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, I'm criticizing like this 12-year-old character. Well, she's a bad character. <laughs> she is. She's I think not, you're not a good one. If anyone gives yeah. you shit, I got your back. <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> and I like how they executed the monster, especially for when it was made. Mm-hmm. That was decent. The effects were decent. They were. And it, it was fun. I was sad he didn't eat the turtles, but <laughs> it was a tarantula. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I think I read that this was the first episode produced. So they clearly blew their budget on that transformation. Ah, uh, that makes so much more sense then. Yeah. Now, I will say my one grievance with the TV episode is that they made Mr. Mortman more monster-like and less likable. He True. was obviously the villain. He was obviously over-the-top creepy, and you kind of wondered if he was a pedophile. Mm. And I didn't like that because for me, I feel like the monster twist is much more impactful when you have that contrast. You have the juxtaposition of this nice librarian and, oh, my God, he's eating turtles. Right. And in this, it's like, oh, well – it was one note. He's just kind of this menacing villain from the beginning. And of course we don't care if he eats a tarantula or crickets, right. but I think they, they should have kept that in. Yeah. I feel like Charles laser, who is the writer of the episode kind of missed the point a little bit, or at least so. was on the wrong side of history with who he thought was correct. And, and or who was the uh, hero and villain in this? Even if he was always like the villain, having that switch up, it carries a harder punch. It does. Having this seemingly sweet librarian and then taking that completely away, it's just not as impactful. Like, oh gosh, he's a monster. It would have, even they didn't even have to add scenes to keep that. Just making the character exactly as he was written would have, I think, carried a little bit more of that. <gasps> what? Oh right. no. Yeah, and and this was strange too because I got the impression that the children didn't know that their parents were monsters in the episode. Like they seemed shocked that this was happening uh, as opposed to waiting for their teeth to grow in. Their reactions when the parents were going to eat him definitely implied otherwise like they didn't know. But mm -hmm. then the mom said something along the lines of, now you know we had to do that, right? Because we can't let people know we're monsters. And they're like, yes, we know. So like they knew their parents were monsters. So the surprise and shock was maybe because they actually are seeing their parents eat something. Yeah. I don't know. Whereas in the book, they're actually cheering them on. Right, right. <laughs> Which is twisted. <laughs> Go mom. But hey, if you're a monster, you're a monster. <laughs> I like how the mom's the one that burps in the TV show. <laughs> like at the end, oh, excuse me. Right. And there was a great misdirect whenever uh, uh, Aaron pops his head in and he's like, what's for dinner? Yes, that was fun. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of which, the, the like this TV episode and the dialogue – the stuff that they added in that was not in the book, I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> like when he's like, yes, Lucy, run. I love fast food. I'm like, what? <laughs> did you really? I okay. Did. They did. <laughs> oh, goodness. Seems like a joke we would make, and it would be funny, but it doesn't play yeah. so well whenever. <laughs> because we are funny. Hell Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but legit i did think in the book mm -hmm. and in the tv episode they were gonna eat her friend i'm so glad they did not yeah i know he was the voice of reason even after she played that awful joke on him in the tree with the bird's nest right She's awful. How people still believe her. Like the, the fact that he went to the library to go check that out with her or for her because she didn't know he was there speaks volumes on the amazing friend he is. You're right. But, because she definitely went overboard with him. <laughs> and what if there were bird's eggs in that bird's nest? She a dick. You already said it. She's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> shot, shot. Shot, 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 <laughs> shot, shot. Um, and you know where dicks go? Into the mirror. Ah, uh, yes, into the mirror Remember? world. Mirror, mirror world. Because <laughs> that's where dicks live, in the mirror world. <laughs> I wonder what reverse Lucy would look like. Do you think Do you think they get worse? Could you possibly get worse? She's already awful. Or do you think it's just the true reverse image? Because if it's the true reverse... God, bring the other one through. <laughs> <laughs> I believe I believe we settled on in our in our uh, 
weird freaky Let's mirror get invisible. in our freaky mirror we're fanfic freaky. uh i think we settled on the fact that it just was the opposite of good is bad black is white at least the up dog. is down up is down left is right if you bring a balloon through the mirror does it float wow Ugh. i don't know Things to consider. Somebody call R.L. Stein. R.L., if you're listening to this, shoot us an email. We want to know. <laughs> and we know you are. And we know you are. We know you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing they took away from Mr. Morton, Mortman, Mort, Mortigan. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing they took away from Mr. Mortman was... They really did try to strip him down away from being like the sympathetic librarian mm -hmm. because even with the book choices, she chose Frankenstein, not him in the TV episode. That's right. That's right. And he tried and to talk her out of it. he's like, really, Lucy? Yeah. And then <laughs> exactly. He tried to talk her out of it. So I was like, y'all are really just doing a disservice to my man, Mr. Morton, the little swampire that he is. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't just like they're jerks, man. Like truly, they could have been like, "Yo, we're monsters too. Let's work this out. Let's mm -hmm. figure out how to take over this town. Yay, yeah. Halloween town!" <laughs> <laughs> Instead, they're like, "You must die." Right, right. I alone am monster. Who are they to say which monsters can stay and go and which ones are good? I mean, obviously they eat them, but still, like, what? Yeah, we really need that backstory, like. What brought this family of killer monsters here to, you know, keep it monster free? And what do they eat? I still want to go on that because in the TV episode, they say, you know, you're going to get your training teeth and then you'll be able to transform like us. Mm -hmm. What are they eating? <laughs> what are they hunting? Because to me, it sounds like they're a little bit more dangerous than Mr. Mortman. Yeah. Yeah. They're the bad guys. They are. Um, I don't know. And where does this end? Like, if a monster moves in next zip code over, is that also your turf? Like, how far does this go? I think it's just the town because yeah. it's a small town. Timberland Falls, the falling trees. <laughs> um, I think it's just that town. They're like, I don't care if you live 10 minutes away. That's cool. But if you're in my town, this is my house. I told you it's Jets versus Sharks. You're right. You're right. What if Mr. Mortman's son came back like a decade later and wants revenge, but he falls in love with annoying ass Lucy? I love Romeo it. and Juliet. It went from Jets and Sharks to well, Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> I guess that's all the same story. <laughs> so... We talked about how we would probably start rating these books yeah. in terms of, you know, what's the highest, what's the lowest. For you, where would this book land? Where does it fall? So right now it's easy because I think your top and my top are the same. With uh, our tops being Let's Get Invisible and our bottom being uh, The Mummy one, The Curse of the Mummy's Tomb. So, but my top is Welcome to Dead House. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you were torn between the two. Okay, so so your top is Welcome to Dead House. My top is Let's Get Invisible. Those are top two. Yeah, yeah, same for me. Just swapped. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm I'm going to say that this replaces neither of those. It better not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like this one, and it's it's definitely like higher than mid, but not not replacing the top two for me. How about you? This is higher than mid for you. <laughs> okay, I won't. I won't judge your choices. Those are your selections. For me, hmm. So for me, Welcome to Dead House is always gonna be top with Let's Get Invisible. I think that in terms of the bottom two, I'm gonna give it to The Curse of the Mummy's Tomb and The Girl Who Cried Monster. Really? So this is right at the bottom for you. Would, don't, would they could take turns. Being sure, 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 sure. <laughs> at least with this one, it actually has horror and monsters and things that I would consider 
true goosebumps. So it probably is, you know, second to bottom. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think Say Cheese and Die, Monster Blood, Stay Out of the Basement, I think those are stronger. And Night of the Living Dummy. Yeah, you know, actually I I I'm I'm reframing my thought here because I I like Say Cheese and Die a lot. I liked Night of the Living Dummy more than I thought, but I liked talking about it with you more than I liked reading it. Um, <laughs> As it goes, that's yeah. how I feel about this one. Right. That's true. That's true. Um, I don't know. This this one's definitely mid for me because, okay. yeah, it, it might, I might like it a little more than Monster Blood, but I don't like it more than any of the others. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say middle. Middle ground. We got a middle runner, but definitely not a winner. No, definitely not. Now, speaking of our books, Mm -hmm. what book are we reading next? We are going to be diving into book number nine. Welcome to Camp Nightmare. (laughs) Honestly, I never went to summer camp, and if my camp was named that, I probably would not have gone. Yeah, you're not kidding. I went to (laughs) camp. I'll tell you about it next time. (laughs) <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. I bet it was intense. <laughs> I will say I do not remember Camp Nightmare. I don't know if I actually read this one. Ooh. So I'm actually excited to read it. I'm looking forward to it because I don't believe – I thought I had read all of them, but I don't remember reading this. So. Awesome. Yeah, I don't – I feel like I probably read this one because I do as as much as I hated camp, I have an affinity for things based around camp. So, uh I probably read it, but I don't remember anything about it. Okay. So this should be fun then. Uh it's a switcheroo. You didn't read The Girl Who Cried Monster before, and I don't believe I've read Welcome to Camp Nightmare. So, do you know is there a corresponding TV episode? There is a corresponding episode for Camp Nightmare, and weirdly, this was episode four, and Welcome to Camp Nightmare is episode five and six of the show. So maybe the only time ever we get back-to-back episodes as they aired. Nice. This is exciting. Yeah. I feel like I'm following the rules a little bit. <laughs> that doesn't sound like us. I know, right? And <laughs> <laughs> it do wells with rules or authority. Damn the man, save the empire. <laughs> All right. Do we have any final thoughts on The Girl Who Cried Monster? I think we wrapped it up pretty tight. That's what she said. Hey, you. Wonderful. So on my recommendometer, I would give this a two out of a five. Two out of five goosebumps were had. (laughs) I love that. Two out of five bumps to goose? No. Two out of five gooses were bumped. Um, Oh, that sounds, that could be taken so many ways. So for me, two out of five. For you, it sounds like you're a middle ground. So maybe like three out of five. I'm going to say two and a half out of five. Ah, there we go. Two and a half. But again, I didn't like the book very much before we started talking about it. So it's hard to say. (laughs) (laughs) So our conversation made it better. Yeah, I think so. Interesting. So we're going to give it a two out of five. Yeah. Let's make easy math happen. Goosebumps to be had. <laughs> easy math. I love it. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to Listeners Beware, a podcast about all things goosebumps. Are you looking for more spooky podcast content? Check out Three Haunted Podcasts, where Ashley and friends talk about all things to give you goosebumps. And if you want things that are nostalgic and sometimes spooky, check out Wax Nostalgic Network. And stay tuned until next time. I think there should be a drinking game that anytime one of us says dick, you know, take a shot, you'll be wasted within 10 minutes of the episode starting. I'm down with this. Let's do it. (laughs) Like, who's got rumplements isn't that like a hundred thousand percent proof or something hundred thousand percent <laughs> it's strong let's go with it so yeah. <laughs> let's go with it was this really just like a jets versus like 
<laughs> we got like this is our territory. Yeah. And we gotta eat you, but we don't normally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Fuck, who was it they're against? Jets the, versus Is it the Sharks? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Maybe? No. Right. What? Come on. Could be the Sharks. <laughs> he said it could be. <laughs> oh my god. Why can't I remember? I'm doing a disservice to myself and all of the clients that are into musicals. Yeah, I know. We have one in that exact musical. Not the Winnipeg <laughs> Jets versus San Jose Sharks. Stupid. It is the Sharks. It is the Sharks. West Side Story is the Jets and the Sharks. Can't wait for the Mortman Dark Wedding. Or the Mortman Dick Wedding as it is. Uh, that sounds like something you find on an inappropriate internet site. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> and on where do we go? 